Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving and storage studio, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help people, you, win in your life, specifically your money, your work, and your relationships. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by the gracious, the lovely, the talented, Rachel Cruz this hour, Thank always fun. Thank you for fun. the adjectives. Thank Absolutely. You she is uh, fresh off a of full summer, three littles. It's uh, I, I bring this up because, you know, they're all getting older now, and now they're getting busy. They got activities. Well, can I You're- tell you, my brain feels like it's in eight different directions, I'll aka bet. why I miss said the baby steps last hour. What? So if anybody was listening, oh. I am fully aware I skipped baby step one and went right to baby step three. So yeah, she was thinking about $1,000 emergency fund before you're completely debt free, including student loans, pay those off and then get a fully funded emergency fund of three to six months of expenses. I know this, Ken, I do. but my mind is going this. to well, daughters at a friend's house. Amelia's riding her bike home. want to make sure she gets home safe. Winston's taking Charles. So, like, now, we're, I love that Amelia everywhere. is riding her bike home from another friend's house oh, in the hood. Isn't that dream? Well, it's neighborhoods that connect. But so that's a step. Isn't? Oh, yeah. Now, we, you and I grew up doing that. I know. And but it feels it, so good. Because I want her. I'm like, I want you to yeah. live the childhood that you all deserve. So we got her an Apple AirTag. And so you know where she's at. So she has at. like a little bracelet so we can track her. And her she knows life. what time to ride home. Yes, and I and I have the parents' number too, so we're right. they're like she's leaving, and I'm like thank you. But and I'm it's like, a big eight deal. minutes. She has eight minutes. Eight eight minutes, big deal when you see her rolling in the house. Well, and she feels so big, big girl. It's so that's great. exciting, it's fun so stuff. You live in a good neighborhood for bike riding. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Highly recommend it if you can get into a neighborhood where your kids have some freedom and it's safe. Let them yeah, go. So back in the day, and boy, I'm oh, old now. No. We we would disappear. At, this is summer morning. We'd leave at 8, 8.30 in the morning yes. and wouldn't come back until 5.30, 6 o'clock. And my parents had no earthly idea where I was. I know. Okay. I know this is nothing. This is true. <laughs> nothing to do with the show. Real quick, though. Well, I think we can what, tie it in. What's your, we'll find a way to talk about money in this. Yeah. But do you, do you think, Ken, with your older age than me, is it truly that we? it's become more dangerous? Do you think? Because it, it, the world does feel more dangerous. Or do you think it's because we're so used to having a handle on everything all the time because of technology? Oh, I love this. Which is it? This is a hot take right here. Uh, I don't believe the world is more dangerous. I believe that creeps and evil was around when you and I were kids. We're there. I as just well. think we're more aware and we feel afraid. We feel more danger than there is. It's, there's no more danger than there was. We just feel it and we're aware of it. We're scared. And uh, th- that example that I use is a classic example. My mom and dad obviously were responsible parents, but it was one of those situations where they're like, okay, are you going to be in our neighborhood or your grandparents' neighborhood? And you got to check in with us or your grandparents at noon for lunch, and you checked in. And yep. so if we didn't check in, there would have been an issue. Sure. But there also wasn't, by the way, I didn't use elbow pads, knee pads, or a bike <laughs> helmet. Uh, and I always get hot, you know, hot water for saying that, but we've gotten so safety conscious that what it has done is elevated our fear Mm -hmm. and great marketers scare us. And the news people, God bless them. We have friends in the news industry. They would tell you this. If it bleeds, it leads is the old phrase. And, and so when you are scared in order to pay attention and you are scared in order to buy. And aware of what's going on on the other side of the country and immediately because of social media, like you get, you get news and everything so quickly. And so, so here's the point. We are more aware of all of the danger. I think yeah. we were just blissfully unaware back yeah. then. It was like, eh, 
I probably just rode my bike by some axe murderer, but for whatever reason, he didn't get out of the car. You know, but like now it's like you're afraid to let your kid be out of your sight in a department store. Let me yeah. tell you something. I can't tell you how many times um, I got lost in a department store and showed up crying at one of the registers. Oh, and they were and like, over the- would the parents of Kenny Coleman please report to the men's area? It happened all the time. Yes. But you never never happened today. We put leashes on kids. <laughs> we got a kid walking around like a Labrador retriever. Hey, there are some kids that are runners. And if you're a mom, you're tired. I never put my kids on a leash, but I do see them sometimes. All right, like, now I'm really going to offend some people. If be, you Let me tell you no, why I didn't need a leash. A, a my run- dad would have whipped my okay. butt if I had to run from him in the mall. You want to be a runner? All right, I'll teach Listen, you a lesson. It's- that three it's a lot i get there's a part of me i'm like it's more convenient for the mom of like i'll tell you what i, I like you can't run off <laughs> i don't like the leash i tell you what i do like i like the little cute preschool thing where they all they Hold grab the their little loop and they grab the <laughs> rope that's a kind of cool and so if you got three kids buy a rope and they all gotta grab their little <laughs> loop have to hold on i'm up for As that we go through. there's still some free will involved in that see that's why i like that yeah yeah yeah. they but have anyway, a choice to let go of i digress but i do think this here's where we're going to tie it all in Tie us in, Ken, so we don't get in trouble. I'm going to tie it all in. No, this is good radio. I don't care who you are. Uh, fear drives us to make poor decisions with our money. We get credit cards as a backup plan. Because what if, what if, what oh, yeah. if? And you've got Pull our money out of the market because we get nervous. Yep. There's it. So fear does play in our money, our work, and our relationships. And we have to have a healthy relationship with fear but we got to dive into fear enough to at least be able to say is there something here so there you go there's where we tie it all in. it's great ken so yep. there we go fear will will motivate you yeah don't make decisions based on fear let's go to salt lake city utah greg is joining us there greg how can we help hey ken hey rachel how are you guys doing good how are you sir i'm good um so my question is i'm on a uh, baby step two i've been working the plan for maybe about four months now uh went through financial peace university and I'm almost done with all my debts besides my last one. The debt snowball really does work. Um, and now I'm just wondering, my last debt is my car. If I should sell it or not, I really think I should sell it, but also I don't know. Give us the numbers real quick. we got about a minute and a half. Give us the uh, the debt on it and how much it's worth. Um, so I owe 32 k on it, and it's about 35 And I think, Rachel, I think you have a Tesla. It is a Tesla. I love the thing. But oh, also, it doesn't it. make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love so it. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what do you make a year, Greg? Um, so right now I've been gazelle intense with paying off my 20k of credit cards. Awesome. Um, I just paying that off. I have three jobs, um, but I make like 70k with having those three jobs. But if it was just to have be my full time job, it'd be around like 45. Okay, so 70k. Okay, so basically we kind of our rule of thumb, Greg. Just so you know the math, we we always say if you can pay it off within a year to 18 months, then you can keep it. Yeah, I, I, but here's yeah, the deal. I can pay it off in 18 months. Okay, so here's the deal, though, Greg. Do you want to live that life of what you're talking about, two side hustle, all of this to keep the car, or do you mm-hmm. sell it, be completely debt free, get kind of a not, not? I mean, after you've been driving the Tesla, it's hard. It is hard, but go step back. Oh, you know, geez. get a there's car. great get cars. A, I know, I Tesla's. know, I know. I'm just kidding. But go get a used I have no car. Go, a yeah, go no. get a used car and then save up the cash and buy one later, just to be debt free. Like, is it worth doing all of this mm. for the Tesla? Is the question. Would you do this to buy yeah. a Tesla? Would you live the Would you live the two side hustle life for it? 
I don't mind the two side hustle because you know. Okay. Uh, well, I, if you can pay it off I'm in eighteen sorry. months, Greg, we're we give you the green light. That's great. Just keep working those side hustles, pay off the car, or if you're just like, man, I'm exhausted. I don't. I want to be out of debt. Sell it. Be completely debt free, and then drive something else and save up money and get you the car again if you want in the future. So up mm-hmm. to you. Either way. Love it. Thanks for the call, Greg. All right, Rachel's got to go plug her car in while we do some commercial <laughs> For breaks. Free at work. We'll be right back. This is the Ramsey Show. I want to tell you a true story. I got a letter from Fran in Virginia once. She and her husband, Gary, were loaded down with debt. They decided to get serious and worked for over two years to pay off $65,000. They were able to buy their dream home. Gary had just started a new job and things were looking really good. Six months later, Gary unexpectedly died. Wow, tears my heart out. Besides the grief and shock, Fran had no income, was on her own, and her Social Security benefits couldn't pay the mortgage. Talk about feeling lost and alone. The only good part of this story is that Gary had term life insurance through Xander, so Fran was able to deal with her grief without being overwhelmed with money issues. Sad story, but I share it with you to make a point. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Having life insurance is what responsible people do for their families. It's why I tell you every day to go to Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by Rachel Cruz. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225, 888-825-5225. Kate is on the line in Boise, Idaho. Kate, how can we help? Hi, how are you guys? We are having a blast. What's going on, Kate? Good, good. My question is, um, should me and my husband basically pay off our solar panels on our house before we pay off any of the rest of our debt? Um, Just to give you guys a little bit of backstory, my husband is making about $70,000 to $80,000 a year. I'm in my second year of law school, um, so I don't have a regular income. I have a couple side gigs that bring in a little bit of extra money. The question comes from um, his, he bought a home with his ex-girlfriend. In 2021, she ended up leaving him and his parents ended up having to purchase the home to get her off of the the mortgage. Um, I don't know why they didn't necessarily lump the um, solar payment into the, the sale of the house but now she is calling us relentlessly and harassing us and degrading him saying that, you know, he's not a man for not being able to get her name off of this solar payment. So wow, she sounds morally, lovely. I was, yeah, yeah, we all went to high school together. So it's a fun time. Oh, that's oh, even more exciting. So, so great. Great. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Kate, what is he, how much is left on the solar panels? So the solar panels are, it's still $40,000. It's at a 2.99 interest rate for 25 years. Okay. And what, um, we had, what other okay. debt do you guys have? So we're in about $95,000 of debt. Um, besides that, we have a uh, truck payment that she actually got repoed um, that was in his name. We have a trailer. How much? How much is for uh, the railroad? Okay. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. Um, he works for the railroad, so he we have a trailer that he stays in, and that actually brings in a little bit more of the income. Um, 
another truck payment, and then my student loans. Okay, how much are your student loans? Currently, right now, they're $30,000. Um, okay. I still have two years to finance, and so we were trying to pay this off ASAP to start how much are the two? How much do you guys owe in the two trucks? The two trucks are combined twenty six thousand. Okay. Um, like I said, one of them we don't even own anymore because it was repoed when they were together. Okay. Um, and then how much is the trailer? The trailer is about thirty thousand. Okay. And how are you making income on that? You said. So the way that it works as far as his work is that he gets like um kind of like a hotel stipend, I guess. Okay. Um, it's essentially $140, I believe, a day um, that he's at work. He gets it for a hotel, but since he's not staying in a hotel, basically he pockets that and then we've been making payments on the trailer. How it. much is the payment per month on the trailer? The trailer is... Three hundred and ten dollars. Okay. And how many days is he staying in the tra- in the trailer and getting the stipend? Um. So he works eight days on, six days off. It's kind of a rough estimate because sometimes he does work more days, never less. So. Okay. Okay. Oh man. Um. And she wants you guys. She wants to be off the solar panel loan because. Yeah. Um, obviously you guys aren't, they're not using it, but they both agreed to get the solar panel on this home. Correct. Correct. It was not against her will. She, she willingly put her name on that loan. Correct. He didn't go behind her back or like, no, do anything like that. Yeah. And, and you're paying it on, are you behind on that payment on that bill? No, we're, we're current on it. I can only assume because she got remarried about six months after she left him. Um, so I'm just assuming that maybe she's trying to purchase a new home with her husband or I don't have any idea. Okay. Um, well, I, if I were him, I would want her off of it too and not have this like attached <laughs> loan, right? Together because it, mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like a very amicable, um, relationship, but also, mm-hmm. it's unfair for him to take the... Well, I guess, but the solar panels are with the home. Well, the home is now... If, mm-hmm. Am I understanding this right? The, the home is owned by his, his parents. His mom and dad own the home? Yeah. So, when they purchased the home, she put a little bit of her own savings into it. So, that was another thing that she harassed him about. And they he ended up agreeing to sell the home to his parents because... Um, the market went up a little bit. So he ended up cutting her a check for what she put in her savings and a little extra. Right. But that's fine. What we're trying to do is figure out what you can do here. And so the parents own the home that the solar panels panels are on. Correct. Correct. Yeah. I I guess I'm with Rachel. I, she's not going, you're never going to get a nickel from her on those anyway. So I'd get Um, her off of it just so you don't have to deal with her anymore. I would never want to talk to this woman again. And then, but the home is being benefited by the solar panels. So do his parents, I mean. If I was a parent, I'd go, that's not my problem. I already bailed you out once. Right, but what she, you know, I know, but what she's saying is though, like, because, because usually, is it right, Kate, that the solar panels, you just kind of like lump it in with the mortgage because it's using to run oh, the household. Is, is that you know, what it, is happening? 
I don't know. So it's a separate loan, not yeah. with the right. house. Yeah, this is already um, a mess, and you need to remove yeah. yourself from this woman. There needs to be massive boundaries. So, um, Rachel, unless I'm missing something, yeah, to the extent that you can contact the solar panel folks and take her name off the loan, I would do it. And, if that's and what your that's question kind of was. Our, well, our issue is is I've I don't have a job. Um, a lot of when they go and pull his credit, a lot of it is the fact that they have that vehicle that was repoed, and then on top of it, our debt to income looks so substantially high because we're still trying to clean up the mess that they basically created. Yeah, and yes. Okay, and- well then don't do it. Then I mean, you're paying on it, right? <laughs> Yeah. 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 No, we make the payments every month. We pay the mortgage every month. We basically just transfer over the money to his parents. I mean, we're well, not it hurts you. You anything. know what? Honestly, Kate, if I were you guys, you guys need just a breathing room. As I'm looking at your numbers, I'm like, yeah, way more than half of your annual income is, yes. is you know, trucks and trailers. There's a part of me that I'm like, get rid of the $30,000 trailer. Go stay in the hotel. Take the stipend. They're paying for it anyways. That'll give you $30,000 of breathing room. I would look at the triple well, the one truck's repoed, but you know, what what is the other truck that you actually own? What is it what's it worth and how much debt is on that? Um, so that one's thirteen thousand. I don't know what is what the value of it is, but it is his work truck. He's a mechanic for, for the railroad. So that's what he drives around, yeah, you know, to but go. Let me just tell you right now, okay, since he's a mechanic. Uh, I can't do any of this stuff that I'm about to tell you, but I, if that car, let's say that truck's worth 15, I'd sell it and then go get a beater or something like that. Cause he can fix it. And we're just yep. trying to get just, out of this. Just trying to like get some breathing room. Kate, y'all have, it is a lot. You said there's a lot of ratio from income to debt and you're exactly right. So if I were you guys, you're carrying so much of this weight around. I would want to start dropping some weights where I could. That made sense. Mm-hmm. But some of these you can't drop. You can't drop the $30,000 student loan. The, dang solar panels are there but you can drop a trailer you can drop a truck like you guys need to start making progress with your money to at least get your head above water and kate i'm going to say this too because i feel like in good conscience i can't get you off the phone before i do two more two more years of law school and not being able to pay for it you guys are going deeper in debt the hole you're in you guys keep digging out the bottom and so i would really kind of prioritize and look at where where are we at what are our goals um I mean, I, I know that's a lot we just put on you, but there there I would make some drastic moves, Kate. I would because it's just stuff. You know what? It's just stuff. To that end, this is crazy. But I would ask somebody, uh, what if I go over to the uh, in laws' house and we take them solar panels off the top of the house and resell Can them? Can we resell them? <laughs> I trek into it. Somebody's got to yeah. know that. Somebody's got to know. I would try it. I mean, try it's to a solar sell them panel. if you can. I don't wow, know. wow. I need to look that up. This is the Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by Rachel Cruz this hour. We're here for you, helping you win with your money, your work, and your relationships. The phone number to jump in if you'd like to is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Okay, so I want to give you all some some updates on on where we're at in our economy right now. New jobs report uh, information out, but then overall economic report. And, and this matters because you see so many headlines, you see... Uh, so many things in the news, and are we in a recession? Will we go into one? All this kind of stuff. But but let me just tell you where we're at, a couple of things as it relates to inflation, okay? New inflation numbers in. 
Inflation was at 3% in July. That's year over year. And that is a drop. If you'll remember back to last June, Rachel, it was at 9.1%. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so core inflation um, is at 4.8%. That is the lowest since October 2021. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see if you begin to see that uh, in your pocketbook. Okay. And now some other good news as it relates to your income. Uh, wage growth is significantly above inflation for the first time since March 2021. Wages are up 4.4%, and inflation is up 3% in the past year. So we're looking back at the last 12 months, year over year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, do we stay in this continued hot job market because we are in a good job market? So we'll see how that relates to groceries and gas. But where is inflation right now? Yep. The very interesting list, by the way, I'm sourcing Heather Long, who is the economy reporter for the Washington Post. And this is not her opinion. This is data uh, from the latest report. So in the past year, so where are we feeling inflation as Americans? Rent up 8.3% in the past year. Eating out, as far as eating out costs, 7.7%. Eating out. Can we just sit on that? People get so mad at us when we're like, eat in. It's cheaper. Well, they just they lose their yeah. minds. Like, no, it's not. 7.7% yes. increase and rent, in everything. Housing in general takes up a big bulk of big the bulk. inflation number in general. So that yep. being up 8.3% is big. Yep. Eating now, out. This next line yeah, this is, is one you don't think about enough until you get to the old emergency fund and people driving older cars, you know, versus do I drive a Ramsey car, if you will, versus a brand new car? Well, car maintenance the cost of your maintaining your car up 12.7% car insurance this is crazy plus 16.9% yes up almost 17% from last year That's insurance so rates up now where has inflation eased at the gas pump yes, Rachel this is we good have news felt that. negative 26.5% used cars this is a good sign by mm -hmm. the way cuz used cars were really hot now we've seen a dip in used car prices drop negative 5.2% uh, this is barely registering, but meat has dropped just two tenths of a point. And if you have two teenage boys like I do, doesn't matter. <laughs> let me tell you where we felt it. And no joke, the amount of tacos, hamburger meat, oh yeah, and bacon that I buy. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. So much. Yeah. So wait much till meat. wait till Charles becomes a, a teenage boy. You're gonna think he's got a tapeworm. Yeah. yeah. They just keep eating and eating and eating. It's fantastic. Like, I don't know where it goes. And then this is exciting for Rachel. I know. Because she declared this was the year of travel, as I recall. I thought we had an event last fall. You're like, I'm excited about traveling. Well, it looks yeah. like airfare has dropped, according to this, uh airfares have dropped. 18.9%. Mm -hmm. So And that is true. Snapshot. We were looking at some stuff for uh the fall. And yeah, and, and like there was like a, yeah, one way was like 200 bucks with America. I mean, it's, it's back to like reason, what I feel like yeah. was reasonable. Really um, good rates. For the most part. So really good rates. That's where we're at. Thanks, Ken, the economist. Yeah, well, no, just a man of the people trying just to give you. appreciate that. So here's the good news. Yeah, it's down. We can celebrate that because we talked about how much inflation is, is up, y'all. I mean, it's, it's down to three. Three percent. That's good for the household budget. Now, yes. here's the deal. Okay, go. Wage increases are up still, so here's the deal. You can still make more money, but please don't spend it. Save it. Yes. Put it towards the baby steps. Put it towards the baby step two. If you're in the middle of that, hey, I am working the debt snowball. I get to that emergency fund, baby step three. If you're in 3B where you're trying to save for that first, here's the point. Get it while the getting is good. 
wages and jobs still good, but we are seeing starting to see some inflation yeah, and drop. That's a great point for the household budget expenses because Winston and I, we use Every Dollar, which yeah. is our budgeting tool, you guys. If you have not done every dollar make sure to get this we've had it out since 2015 and it helps you get organized save money and build the life that that you really want uh it's really helped us in so many ways and so it's great because i can go back and look at last year's monthly you know uh budget and to be able to like okay realistically where were we at and it, and it will help you say, okay, where can I cut stuff? Because things have lowered here, lowered there, up to, you know, like everything that that list you just read out can, but it helps you really plan it. So I'm going to just say it again, because it is my favorite. And I was looking at it even during the break, but every dollar, uh, our budgeting app, it's incredible. And the premium plan, you guys, is the thing that I would get because it actually connects to your bank. You can do paycheck planning, goal setting, budget reports. There's financial coaching even in there, group coaching. Like there's so much in this every dollar premium. And for right now, we're actually giving you $15 off your first year of the premium version of every dollar. And so that's going to be $64.99 for the first year versus it being about $80. So uh, go to everydollar.com slash Rachel and please say every dollar or the um, to, to, to type that in, but put in Rachel, again, everydollar.com slash Rachel and make sure you get $15 off because um, that premium version of every dollar that connects to your bank, again, it, it allows you to do so much when it comes to paycheck planning and road mapping. But you guys, like this is the stuff when we, when we talk about that inflation's back down to 3%, like Ken said, that is money in your pocket. And if you've gotten a raise and if you know, you're know you seeing that wage increase, use that margin, you guys, and be intentional with it. Budget it. Know what's going on because it's so easy on all scapes, depending on you know what's going on in the economy, right. um, just to completely lose that. And the lifestyle increase is real. That budget creep, that lifestyle creep is real if you're not watching your numbers. So be diligent in this, you guys. I mean, the intentionality that Winston and I do for our budget, we're we're consistent with it because I'm like, you work hard for your money, right? I'm like, you're yeah. going to work. You're, you know, for some of you guys, you're traveling, you're commuting, um, you're dealing with people at work you don't like. I mean, like, there's just so much that goes into working. And if you make that paycheck, let it let it go far. Mm-hmm. And being intentional and having your numbers in a budget with every dollar premium, it's it's the thing that's going to help you. Yeah, and so you know. I want to stay here for a minute because here's what I want people to understand. We have a lot of new people, Rachel, as you know, joining us all the time. If you if you live financially the way that we teach here, you are recession-proof. You are inflation-proof. Now, I don't want that to sound overly simplistic, so let me qualify that. It doesn't mean that inflation doesn't suck and you won't feel it. Mm-hmm. The difference is it won't break you. And so here's what we know. When a recession comes and goes, and depending on the economy and what that means, because sometimes you can go through a recession, it doesn't affect your job at all. Sometimes you get laid off. When you have financial peace and you understand the process of how to budget, we're talking about every dollar, you can adjust things on the fly because you have control. And I think that's the thing I want to point out, because if you look at rent, rent is still very high. Yep. So you got some people going, wait a second, in this economy, it's it's so, well, I can adjust in other areas of my life. That's right. If I'm having to rent because I'm not able to buy, where else am I going to cut? Because I have control over a lot of my expenditures to be able to weather these storms. You know, you hope to see rents drop. Rent has been on a steady increase. I just was looking at the details. While inflation is down in June, 
70% of the 3% inflation was solely dedicated to rent costs going up. Yes, so you're a lot. And so that's hurting people. Yeah. We're talking about shelter. That's right. That's right. So I wanted you to speak to that briefly, just encourage them 30 seconds here on how they could control those four walls and the rest of their spending to go, hey, I'm going to have to buckle down to make it through this storm. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it is the food, shelter, utilities, and transportation. It's the things that you have to have. And the hard thing is, is I'm like, to make sacrifices on those, it's not fun. It's not fun to be like, oh my gosh, we can't eat exactly what we could. We want to go to the grocery store and buy everything. We may not be able to rent in the place we want to rent or the type of, you know, location we want to rent. Maybe we have to drive further out. But getting those under control and that's going to give you a level of peace because those are the things that you're worried about. It's like, do I have a roof over my head? Do I have food that we can eat? So when people, when your budget is really tight on that, make sure that those things are covered first. All right, there you go. Good stuff. Don't move. More of your calls coming up. She's Rachel Cruz. I'm Ken Coleman. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman, joined by my colleague, Rachel Cruz. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. Let's go to Jeannie, who joins us in Miami, Florida. Jeannie, how can we help? Hi, hi, Rachel. Hi, Ken. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. I just wanted to start with my question is, should I stay in a toxic work environment for a pension and full medical benefits? I have uh, seven years and seven months left before I can retire. No. Now, I want to dive in and I want to help you, but the simple answer is no. Because what is okay. probably happening, and you can tell me, but I'm going to guess that that what is probably happening is having a mental, emotional, and physical impact on your body. And gritting that out for seven more years is not good for your health. And so I would never tell someone to do something that's not healthy for them. So that's where I start. So what's going on? What's the toxicity so, and how's it affecting you? A backstory, um, instead of complaining about management, my husband and I are both in the same line of work. I decided to take the supervisor's test, and nine days before I was completing my probationary period, I was told that I don't meet expectations. However, I am allowed to sign up for the next supervisor test, which my husband has also decided to do. Um, so when um, in doing in, on my probationary period, I was doing great up until a specific evaluator and again, by state statute, I'm not allowed to uh, contest the probationary period. However, I don't mind, you know, taking it again. Um, I have already since um, this has happened, an incident happened at work that I had to contact HR to file a complaint. And I'm just a little bit worried about, I mean, I'm in a retribution and everything, but um, it's I just, I, I loved my job, what I was doing. And I think if um, God allowed me to go back into it. Um, I could work through it because I didn't matter with the politics and everything at work. I, I loved what I was doing. Is this it at the same company? Fine. Yes. Okay, so I'm confused. Um, you you were in a job that you loved, and you applied to be a supervisor, and you haven't gotten it. So what job are you I was in? able to. I was on a probation period, so you're allowed to be a supervisor oh, for a year. Oh, I see. So you're in it, but you're on a but you're in a situation where it's toxic, and you haven't told me what's toxic about it. Well, the, what is so um, toxic? Basically, uh, the supervisor that um, started my last four or five evaluations is was just very um, condescending, and that's just his the way he is, just his nature, his personality. 
I went along to get along because unfortunately I do work at, it's a, it's a police department. So, um, you know, it's a male dominated environment. I went along to Mm. get along. Uh, His behavior has never been, you know, um, corrected or anything like that. And, um, so let me ask you this. If, can you put up with him long enough to see if it's going to be a possibility for you to go back to your previous role? Yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have to be my supervisor. Like because of the complaint I already just filed, I don't know if he's even allowed to technically be my supervisor now. Um, I don't right, know. But, what's but here's happen, what I'm but. asking. So the way you pose the question is: Should I leave uh, a toxic situation? Uh, and I said no. I mean, I mean, should I stay in a toxic situation? And I said no. But I'm not sure that this is toxic now after talking to you. And I'm not in any way trying to belittle or or disagree with you. But it feels like know. to me that this is something that you love the previous role of being a police officer. You don't like the supervisor part of it. And there's a possibility that you can go back to just being a police officer. And I'm saying, can you stay in the supervisory role long enough to determine whether or not they'll say, you know what, we get it, Jeannie, you don't like it, you want to go back. I'm asking, can you stay in there long enough? Because that's going to change my answer potentially as to whether you stay or go. So what is the answer? No, uh, so I'm, I'm confused about the question, I guess. Okay, you're in a supervisor role right now you don't like. No, I'm no longer. They removed it from me nine years, nine days before my, okay. my probationary oh, okay. period is set to end. So I'm confused. You're back in the position that you used to love, yes or no? No, I'm, I'm in a, I was a police officer, and instead of complaining about management, I decided to um, stop complaining and put in for the manage, uh, a supervisor position, like take a test. So I took a test. And I made the list, and I was made back um, last year. Okay. But you're not happy where you are, bottom line. Correct. Yeah, then leave. Here's the deal. You have two options. I'm a little confused, and I don't want to keep confusing the audience because if I'm confused, they're confused. (laughs) But So here's the deal. You have two options. You either stay where you are in a role that you don't enjoy, we're clear on that, until you can get clear from your leaders that you could go back to the other role and if you can't, then you need to leave because it's not worth seven years of being unhappy. Mm-hmm. That's that I'm clear on. Does that make sense? Does that answer your question? Because you can you financially, we can help you win. But Jeannie, does it help that because you filed this complaint recently that he may not be? Is he your talk? Is he the toxic part of the job? Is that is he the only part? Because if he's not your, if you if you're not have to report to him, does that help the situation where you're at? Yeah. Okay. And do you think that's going to happen? No, I won't. I, I, there's so many supervisors that I won't need to be, I can easily never have to work with him. Okay. So does that, does that solve your problem? Like, could you stay and you're never gonna have to report to him? So does that, is it still toxic? Yeah, I could stay and then take the test again and try to pass and then redo the probationary period. Yes, that, 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 and then, I mean, and again, I'm, I know that wouldn't, I wouldn't see that person again, so that would be great. Yeah, I could stay there and, and do the job that continue to do the job that I love. Okay. okay. Well, so then there it is. If he's the only toxicity in this entire situation and it's removed, then then stay. But the but again, back to my answer. If you get to a point where you're not happy there and you don't want to go in every day, don't you don't stay. do that for seven years. Yeah, and you don't stay for yes, the pension, the health care for seven years. That's yeah, because you can go get good health care and the pension, we can put you with us with a smart investor pro can help you transition all that. Mm-hmm. You never though here's the bigger because we get this question a lot. It's a very good question, by the way, by Jeannie. Yep. Yep. Okay. Never stay in a situation 
at work that you are very unhappy with just because you have good benefits because the the detrimental effect on your mind your soul and your body mental emotional physical way outweighs the, the data is very clear yeah you'll you'll wreck your body yep there's all kinds of it, it affects your immune system i mean nerd out here for a second but yeah. when you are when you are unhappy at work and you are unfulfilled and all of the stress and the longing that comes with that it begins to build up into what they call burnout which is an actual symptom but that has the effect of immune system being lowered your energy is lower you can put on weight I mean, it goes on and on and on. That doesn't yeah. even count for the maybe anxiety, right? Depression, right? So oh yeah. I, I don't want to make this like this you're big a whole, scary well, thing. But yeah, you are a whole person. That's right. That's right. So your work, your parenting, right? Your marriage, everything. It is all one, you guys. And so there's not just one part of your life that you're like, well, I'll come over here and be in a terrible environment yeah. for eight hours a day, and everything else in my life is going to be okay. It's not. It's going to affect every part of your life. So as much of a holistic picture that you can get of health all the way around with your money, with your relationships, with your work, everything, you just enjoy life more, you guys. And so, um, and I know that's easier said than done because people are in really tough situations and changing jobs is really difficult. It's scary. I mean, there's a lot of logistics there. We understand that. But for the betterment of you, um, that's worth it. And what Ken's saying is, is exactly right. And to your point, we are also saying, don't jump. Don't just jump without a plan come up with another job. And so we move, we, we take care of us, but there's no risk here. And I think it feels risky, but what we would teach you is unless you're in an abusive danger, like your life is in danger, or there's something really creepy going on to where it's like leave today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah sure. And let's just, okay, let's find another boat to get on. Yep. And we step onto that boat and we move on with our life. So financially we're not putting ourselves at risk by taking care of our mental, physical, and emotional health related to work. So, Jeannie, I'm glad that the situation is better. Hang in there. You're going to be great. Thank you for serving the people of Miami, putting yourself in danger. Mad respect for our officers of the law and officers of peace. They uh, put themselves on the front line every day. So thank you for that. Rachel Cruz, great hour. I want to thank Austin, the entire team, keeping us on the air behind the glass. And to you, America, thank you for listening and watching. This is The Ramsey Show. it's Rachel Cruz. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey baby steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the get started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click get started.